0: Anchor.fm. It's been a minute. How are you? You doing good? Are those stretchy pants working out for you after Thanksgiving? I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. It's been a minute, and um, I'm just glad to finally talk to you. So we're back, guys. Um, And as I come back on, I hit my mic. It has been quite some time. I don't remember the last podcast that I did, but I know that it was a while. And if you haven't noticed, the podcast actually has a new name. I am now going by Negative Possibilities, and this was kind of a runoff from – how I could change the name of the podcast without losing any of the actual, I guess, the aesthetic that I was going for with the type of stuff that I wanted to talk about. And making this an actual talk show. Learning the the ins and outs of how to um, book personalities on the show and everything. And um, my slow collection of microphones. I actually am looking at one of the new microphones that I bought. I was able to find a Yeti. I was uh um no not a Yeti, but I was I was able to get another microphone within the Blue family, Blue microphone family shout out. But um I got a uh, Blue Snowball mic, and so I'm going to be very very excited to finally start having live interviews. Um, there's another piece of equipment that I need to buy excuse me, to be able to uh, actually have live interviews with somebody instead of having to utilize um, the anchors function of not necessarily calling someone into the show, but sending them a link and then being able to record their their spot uh, at their house or wherever they might be. So anyway, negative possibilities. Um, th- this was kind of derived from the idea that I wanted the podcast to be an extension of my own personality. So negative possibilities, meaning that, uh, one, the possibility part of having a podcast is possible for everybody. Um, it's just something about starting things. I get in so much trouble, guys. So much trouble. It's ridiculous. By And I blame this. <clears throat> sorry, my allergies are crazy. I get in so much problems and, and, and uh, trouble because I start so many projects and I never finish half of the things that I put my mind to sometimes. Like, I will start 10 projects, 10 projects, five of them are still in the idea form. Some of them are in like beta version two, some maybe like two of them are in version one and another one is just written down on a napkin somewhere that I forgot where it was. Um, And so the possibility part was just that, you know, it's possible to start things and just because you don't finish them doesn't mean that you're, you're messing up you know, the flow or you're messing up as a person, but it's the possibility knowing that you can start something, let it kind of marinate and and um, rest for a little bit because what ends up happening is I will get these random bursts of energy, random bursts of creativity, and it'll just be 100%. I put it in to uh, X, Y, and Z. And then as fast as I got that energy to do that project, it's just gone. And then I have to step back and um, recuperate and recharge my creativity batteries and then let that thing rest for a little bit. And then I go and what ends up happening is uh, I start another project. So that's the possibility part. All things are possible. The The negative part of the name is just the idea that I love photography and I started in film photography. And so working with the negatives can sometimes be a possibility of seeing things a little bit differently in the, in, in the world, in life. And it, when you put them both together, you just, you, you really don't know what's going to end up happening. And so kind of like this whole podcasting thing, uh, I just didn't know what it was going to turn into. And it actually has turned into something that people actually enjoy, uh listening to every once in a while. Um, By no means did I ever think that this thing was going to make me famous or rich or anything like that. That has never been a driving force in anything that I do. I never wanted to be, um, you know, famous for the photography that I do. I've never wanted to be famous for the teaching that I do, which is like my professional career. I've never wanted to be famous for this podcasting stuff. It's all just been a a lifelong journey of just trying things and seeing what happens with them, and 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 basically also to prove to myself that I can actually do something different uh, with the tools in front of me. Um, a lot of times I use the example that you know I was never the typical you know student where it was just you know I wake up, eat breakfast, go to school, go to class, leave come home, sleep. You know, I was always looking for something new to do, even if it was like stepping into a club and then never going back. But at least I said, okay, well, at least I tried it. I heard him out. It wasn't for me though. So, um, just doing all these things has been one huge life altering thing. And so, you know, negative possibilities, guys, sometimes you have to work with something that doesn't look pretty, to understand the possibilities that lie within them. And then you just take it from there. So the new name, I want to shout out the girlfriend, Adriana Rodriguez. Um, I'm going to have her on the show soon sometime because she is a more pleasant voice to listen to than mine. But she's the one that actually helped me uh, kind of go through the murk and mire of my brain to figure out these names. And um, it was very early on. I, it was very early on in, in you know getting the getting to know you stage between her and I and I was like, you know, I have this podcast and she's, why do you have a podcast I am yeah, trying to change the name. And so uh, it's like wonderful date night conversation. I really need to change my podcast name. Can you help me out with this? And we're just like eating like sushi or something. So um, shout out to uh, shout out to the GF for helping me with this new name and giving me more direction on how to separate these names. So that I have an actual fluid show than just this moniker that I go by. Um, So yeah, so transitioning into something else is the future of just how things are going to go. My idea of changing the name also came with the idea that the whole feel of the show was going to change as well. I was still going to do my rants and my uh, topics and stuff like that. But I was also going to start, now that it's not, for those of you who started off with me from the very beginning, you guys know that I used to go by COVID and coffee. And that was actually at the very beginning when uh, quarantine was in place and everyone was literally, uh, you know, chained to their bedroom in their house. And I did that. So COVID and coffee just came as just, uh, I had a cup of coffee with me and then COVID was just like the trending thing on all forms of social media and the news. And, um, I was just trying to be cute with it and I kind of just left it there. But now that I have the podcast has an actual name, negative possibilities, I'm still going to be keeping the whole COVID and coffee, uh, title, but it's actually going to be part of the show. And so now that I have a name for the podcast, I'm going to start breaking down these podcasts into sections. Um, and I want to start naming these sections. So the first section, obviously, you know, I'm not going to call it block A or something like that. Um, but I want the first part to kind of be my own little tiny little rant here, spots here, there, everywhere. And then the second part will be news. And the third part, which is the COVID and coffee part, is actually going to be the interview section, which is, again, why I bought into the microphone. I need to get another um, adapter so I can connect two mics to my computer. Or <clears throat> even if it's not that, you know, using the the anchor.fm functionality of, of um, calling out to somebody and just recording their, their interview from our phones, that is going to be the interview section of, of the show instead of having either me rant the entire three hours of a podcast or having um, – you know, an interview take dominance on the sh- on the show. I still want to have a three part show, so I think that's just how the future is going to work. Um, like I had said earlier, because I'm recording this uh, on another camera, uh, I want to be able to do this a little bit more frequently. I'm trying to. I have already started. Uh, you know, I'm being cryptic here now. At this point, I have already started and put into motion things that might slow my life down a little bit more because i'm getting to this point in life where i want to slow things down i feel like things are just too fast right now for me and it's just time to slow down and enjoy life and especially with this whole you know pandemic that's been going on i think now is the time to start new things and i've had confirmation from other um sources uh shout out to john vince um, hit him up. He is a real homie, even though I've met him. I finally hung out with him yesterday. No, not yesterday. Sorry. On Tuesday, I hung out with him on Tuesday. And that was the first time we hung out outside of work because we both work together as teachers. But, um, it was the first time that I got to sit down with him and kind of pick his brain about things. And I loved his mind when it came to, you know, sometimes you just have to start new things or do things to change how you feel about the environment around you and so i really took that to heart hearing it from somebody else instead of you know from my own clouded mind and it's true there's just so much going on in the world right now and the one thing that we are just never going to get back is time and i don't want to live my life with this idea where it's like man you know 2020 just sucked so bad but this was like the moment in time where trying new things and putting things into motion to make things um more pleasant for the environment around you could have been, you know, way easier than just waiting this entire year and then figuring out 2021 and you know, still trying to like, oh well, I'm gonna put it off, put it off. No. So shout out to uh to John Vince for drop, dropping some knowledge on me, excuse me. And um and putting that into perspective. So yes, the, the way things are going right now, I'm trying to actively slow my life down. So that way I can try and um, do some more creative stuff on the side. Uh, truth be told, um, <laughs> uh, I have been looking into the more creative side of things as far as like my life and everything. I found out that there was a a job for a magazine that I actually really, really got into, which is the New Order magazine. Shout out to New Order. If you guys are listening, can you guys check your um check your guys' inbox? Um I you guys. Anyway, um and you know, uh, it, it's really cool looking into the creative side of things. Um and I find that there's been so many times in my life where I've said like, Oh, well, you know, super, super creative. And then there's these other forces in my life where it's like, well, aren't you selling yourself short? What kind of, uh, you know, security do you have in this? And it's just like, man, you know, I get it. I really understand. And I get the whole like security part of it, but it's like, look at 2020 guys, look at 2020. How much security did we really have in 2020? We had none. Um, we still have none. And so it's kind of like, you're going to live you're going to go through life and you're going to always either have on your left side it's kind of like the angel and devil on your shoulders it's like on one side you're going to lean into these people who have your ear on the left side and they're just like you need security you you need uh uh, um you know a solid base and all this other stuff and then you lean your your ear to the right for those who have your right ear and it's just like you know do it you never know what could happen it's the possibilities um just try it and so it's always going to be a um it's always going to be kind of a challenge figuring out a good balance when it comes to your life and everything so anyway foreseeable future um the show is going to be more in three parts uh, more interviews so for those of you who are listening and engaged and would like to be part of a podcast um that hit me up um hit me up on Instagram guys uh, the last time that I had somebody want to be on the show they actually hit me up through uh, anchor.fm which was a little weird because if I get in like a notification I think that it's like maybe a few of the random shows that I follow on anchor.fm and like they just like um, it's like a notification because they posted a new story or something and I ignore it so um get me through Instagram guys or get me through Facebook or Twitter or anything like that if you want to be on the show uh, and then we will work out the details from there. Uh, In other news, teaching is absolute the pits right now. It is the most confusing thing out there. Um, You know, just a quick rundown. We came back in August. We did a few weeks at school. Then they transitioned into face-to-face or like what they call a, a hybrid learning. That lasted barely two weeks. I think I had a bet with most of my students saying it wasn't going to last three, and I think it went up to either the end of the second week or the very first of the third week of of face to face learning or hybrid learning, and they pulled the plug on it. and um, And then after they pulled the plug on it, it things just got weird. Um, El Paso went through this whole second wave of um, of uh, corona. And now what, what, what the way that I'm perceiving it is that, you know, I think we might be past this whole second wave thing, but the second wave itself was just a death count. And so, um, you know, it's looking a lot like uh, how New York looked at the very, very beginning of all of this. Um, definitely crazy. Uh, but, I mean, distance learning, guys, it's so weird. Um, it's so impersonal. And as, as big of a proponent as I am for how I teach my classes, which is very collegiate. Um, it's very no nonsense. You know where your work is. I don't need to tell you where it's at. Just get it done, get it turned in. It's almost like no real solid teaching trick works because the lack of concentration on everyone's part is rampant. Um, the kids don't pay attention. The kids are distracted because they're doing school three feet from their bed. Um, And I don't blame them that if they were to accidentally get up the wrong way and fall into bed and go back to sleep. I can't blame them because I probably do the exact same thing. Um, I had this mindset where I was going to go myself and just, you know, know, forget it. I'm going to go in and just go to school every single day so that I'm in the mindset. No, it's just, I mean, not only does it bite having to drive, you know, from the Northeast all the way to the West side. Um, but I mean, it's just like, it's exhausting. I have never, I have, when it came to like regular traditional teaching and lecturing and everything in person, yeah, I would get tired, but it was like, okay, you know, cool, uh, recharge, next class, got it. And, you know, go to, go clock out, go home. I was like, man, what a good day. I'm tired, but it was a good day. Now it is absolutely mentally exhausting. I have never been more tired talking in my life, and 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 I'm a teacher who talks a lot. Um, I just feel that the men, the mental aspect of this whole pandemic, the mental aspect of distance learning, the mental aspect of checking in with these kids and whatnot, all almost on a consistent basis, is just the. Uh, the mental fortitude that you would need is exponential to what we actually have as educators. Um, it's exhausting. Uh, I've talked with my cousin who teaches, my cousin Joelle, who teaches over at Eastwood, and same thing, absolutely exhausting. I've talked to other people in education, and it's just like this is not what teaching was supposed to be. I don't want to say not mean to me, but this was just not the idea that I had of teaching. And I get that. However, we also have to understand that. And this understanding has to be across the board, uh, you know, 100% understanding. We're doing all of this stuff that has never been done in 100 years. And even then, if we go back and look at, you know, the Spanish flu and and how they treated it and how they assimilated to it, I really don't think that much closed either back then. I think they closed schools and they closed, um, they closed um, stores. I mean, we're talking the 1918s and everything, so it's not like there was half of what we have now that's closed or locked down or or limited. But I mean, it's a mental thing. It really, really is a mental thing. So teaching is definitely not what it was. Teaching is not what it is. And this will forever change the perception of teaching as we know it. Um, Again, talking to colleagues of mine, we're looking at um, a rebuilding year going into 2021 um uh, there's just no way that we're going to go back to normal you know in 2021 vaccine or not um 2021 2021 is going to be the year to rebuild this was 2020 was the year everything crashed 2021 is rebuilding and 2022 is going to be the fruits of how we rebuilt the education foundation in 2021 So we're still two years off from seeing any real um, concrete evidence as to how much of this pandemic uh, altered education. Uh, And I don't know if many people are going to be there to see that. Um, I know a lot of people are retiring. I know a lot of people are resigning. I know a lot of people are changing their professions. Uh, And a lot of people, like I had said earlier, are taking this opportunity now and probably early 2021, they're taking these opportunities now to um, try new things. And um, they're going to see where that takes them. So teaching in and of itself right now is an enigma. And I believe an enigma is the best term that I can give teaching right now. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just it is what it is. It is an enigma. So, yeah. Uh, Man, what else? What else can we talk about? Um, If you guys followed me, like, any of my stuff from, like, a year or two ago, you knew that I did a whole, like, man, I think I did, like, a whole month, month and a half of just pure things on relationships. And so I wanted to touch on relationships because I feel like, Now that I have grown and healed from a lot of things in my past, I can speak on the idea that relationships have timetables and depending on where you're at in life, it really just depends on the relationship and who you're with on how fast it moves. And I feel that when people say the relationship is moving fast, I feel like they think the worst, but, uh, From my vantage point, when I hear people say that the relationship is moving fast, I feel like it's moving fast in the direction like why does it it either feels good or it feels bad. Okay. Let's make that very clear right off the quicks. Um, It either feels really, really good. Like why does this make sense? Like some of the things that could be said, why does this make sense? Why does this feel? Why does this fit well? Like the two people, why do they click so well? or other people are, like, on the, you know, the negative side of it, it's moving too fast as, like, maybe I haven't healed as much as I thought I have, and I have these triggers that I may not have known of beforehand, but now that I'm in here, it's like, oh, wait, hold on, you know, I have to, you know, double back and check this out real quick, you know, and so I feel that relationships in 2020 are going to be impacted by the by the quickness that two people can click. Um, people are going to be more intentional. People are going to be more aware, spatially aware of their surroundings within a relationship. I feel that if it was any other regular year and it was just going by, I feel that people would be very superficial about relationships but now that we've had this, these months to ourselves, or maybe you have been, you know, kind of in and out with your, in in relationships with anybody, uh, doesn't have to be like a significant other or anything like that, but like in and out of these relationships where it's like, okay, you know, weeks at a time alone, you see people every once in a while, just to stay safe, whatever. Um, you're more aware of how people react to you in certain situations, especially the ones where, um, emotions are involved. So, um it's it's enlightening to see how relationships have changed since those last podcasts that i've done of healing and hurt and uh pain sorrow mourning uh anger all of that stuff and so hopefully soon i can get somebody on here if there's any uh relationship professionals out there who would like to talk about relationships in 2020 hit me up um another thing that I have been very consistent in doing or trying to do are my devotionals. And again, you know, for those of you who have forgotten, uh, you know, faith is kind of a lot of what drives me and my thinking, uh, for most of the times when I'm talking about stuff, um, and the topics that I choose. And so, um, I've been doing my morning, like Bible studies lately, and it wasn't until recently I was sitting down doing one, uh, and i just realized you know i have i have one of my journals here that i was using this morning and i realized man like i have i think i have like another whole journal of nothing but bible studies that i've done by myself you know i'll go in uh, use the bible app youversion.com uh, logos the logos app for more in depth diving into topics and subjects and everything and um i've just noticed that sometimes these these devotionals no, not devotional these studies that I do get deep, and it's profound, and I'm writing all of these notes, and it's just like, oh man, like, what the heck? And I had this epiphany that I've been doing these for so long, like, why haven't I turned it into something, you know? And I guess the only way that I can, uh, not describe, but the only way that I can explain the idea of, like, why haven't I done anything with this is, like, I... And I don't know where this is coming from. It's somewhere deep in my brain, or somewhere in this like organ called a heart that I had forgotten that I'd had for so long. Um, like maybe I should do something with these things. And by do something, I mean I don't know. Maybe getting into online Bible studies with with you guys or with those who are interested. And you know, to to kind of put this big old huge pretty bow on on the idea of of speaking more on on spiritual things, um, I believe I firmly believe that it was placed on my mind and on my heart to start a young adult, young professionals ministry at my church. And and for those of you who don't know, I go to a live FC over here in the northeast. It's literally right in between the YMCA and the police command center in the Northeast over there off of Dyer. And, um, and yeah, I, I I really felt it was just one day listening to some music and doing a study. And I was just like, man, this would sound really good for people who really need to hear some deep stuff in deep times. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, I'm going to keep on doing this. I'm really going to keep praying about it. I'm going to keep on kind of trying to hype myself up about it by how I do these studies and how they sound in my head and everything. It's like, man, this sounds really good. Like people really need to hear this. Some people need some some good motivation. And so, yeah, uh, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Um, but for those of you who are in the Northeast location, please keep your eyes peeled on on Instagram. Uh, follow Alive FC, uh, Alive Fellowship Church on Instagram, and be watching and monitoring the highlights because – never know. Something might pop up there that speaks to what I'm talking about. Young adults, young professionals, ministry, ages 20 to 39-ish, I believe. And, um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Anyway, guys, that was my uh, rant for the day to today. This means that I need to get my water bottle. My mouth is getting really dry. We're going to take a break, and we're going to get into some news, guys. Hang tight. Okay, so let's get into it. Um, the Guardian had a really interesting uh, article not too terribly long ago about how everything is on fire in the world uh basically though the headline goes the world's on fire our nerves on edge the merchants of calm have just the fix and i thought this was really really interesting because um they go in and the 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 um, the second headline was religion is no longer the opiate of the masses uh you know that's a kind of a uh, shout out to Karl marx it's asmr videos low stake nature documentaries and mindfulness apps. And so if you're not familiar with those type of, um, those apps, basically, um, I mean, everyone should probably be very, very, uh, knowledgeable by this point about what ASMR videos are. It's literally people who get microphones and they turn the gain up all the way and they either eat food or they are popping, popping their knuckles. Um, I don't know why, but the food one comes, they crunch ice and it's supposed to be like this, like really weird, relaxing kind of thing. And so I want to read kind of a part of this and, um, it's right here. It says it's no longer religion. That is the opium of the masses. It's an ASMR video of a woman running her acrylic nails over a textured surface while whispering about how calm and relaxed you should be feeling it's a brain.fm channel hypnotizing you out of an anxiety attack so you can work on that spreadsheet. It's a mindfulness app helping you to understand there's basically no world outside of your conception of it just so you can just so you can close your eyes and let it drift away. And so these videos are meant to relax you. I think just recently I kind of now that YouTube has like if you scroll on YouTube they'll have like these shorts now where it's like you know, a minute max uh, on, on YouTube and they're just clips. And there's a guy who does five hour videos of fans. Uh, I think one of them that I saw, he rented a trailer truck and he put like a really vintage fan in there, like with the metal blades and he put it in there and closed it. Microphone, you know, mic'd it up. And let it go for five hours. And it's probably the most haunting thing I've ever listened to. Haunting in a way where it's like, I don't know why someone would think or where the idea came from originally to do a five hour video on fan noise. You know what I mean? He has another video, uh, and this is in, I'm assuming this is in his uh, house, of a fan in a bathroom with the water on, but it's dropping in a specific place in the shower, I think. And it like goes on for like another 10 hours or something like that. It's just, it's so haunting. It's so, so, so haunting, but it's so strange how we've come from this idea of, uh, you know, in the good old days, relaxing was just, you know, you go to your room, you lay down, you take a nap, or you go sit down, Uh, you read a book and you relax, or you go, (laughs) you go outside in nature and you hear the real thing. Uh, you hear birds or you hear the wind through a tree, uh, and the leaves, even, even, you know, going like during fall time and walking down the sidewalk and you crunch leaves under your shoe, you're basically participating and you're making your own ASMR, um, audio. Um, sometimes though these these asmr videos are just insanely weird especially the food ones Ugh, i can't begin to tell you how weird it is to listen to these asmr videos and it's like girls slurping noodles or um or uh there's like this one i don't know if she's korean japanese not sure but she has like a big bowl of crabs and she's just biting into these like baby crabs and um just it's just so weird it's really 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 weird and it's just so odd that in this day and age we are utilizing the same technology that causes us the anxiety we're using the same technology to bring us peace and it's just so crazy you would think someone's having like a panic attack and the last thing that you would think that they would want to do is go to their phone where the panic attack probably originated from uh and no they're having a panic a panic attack or they're feeling low and they want to like unwind or something and they pick up the phone and they go into an app and then they pay for this this app and it's just like okay do nothing for five minutes and it's like an audio file of wind blowing through a pine tree and you hear it. You know what I mean? And so uh, it's just strange. It's super, super, super strange. Uh, I don't think I would ever try it. I don't want to say never, but I just don't get it to want to try it. Um, If there's anybody local here in El Paso who has made ASMR videos, please hit me up because I would love to use your ASMR as background music for my show. Uh, See how that turns out. Um, And so, yeah, like kind of like I said, you know, this our own technology is the solution for the problem that it's caused, which is overconsumption. Um, You know, I get I get looks and I get grief. I get grief sometimes. It's like Isaac, you're always on your phone. I'm like, I know, but like, I, I'm a photographer. I'm posting pictures all the time, or I'm editing pictures on the go. Um, sometimes I'm I'm writing my script on my phone. Other times, people just have this addiction to a phone where it's like they're playing games or they're, um, you know, fantasy football, uh, or just the idea that they have to be doing something on the phone if the phone is near them. Like I could very much edit like three pictures on my phone and toss my phone and pick up a book. Like I can do that. Other people can't like uh, their cameras on their phone, their books are on their phone. Um, uh, they have movies on their phone. I've never understood that. You know, you go you you know, Walmart and you pick up a movie and then it has like the digital file so that you can put it on your device. Partner, go home and pop that thing in a DVD and pop some popcorn and be with people to watch the movie. You don't need to be watching the movie on your phone, you know, throughout the day. Plus, it takes up a lot of your precious memory on your phone that most phones don't have. Um, so, yeah, you have calm the Calm app, which has been gaining popularity lately. Uh, you're starting to see more and more um, commercials on television for it. Um, uh, HBO Max has a form of ASMR that is called uh, Expa, HBO Max's new series, A World of Calm. And it goes on to say, it's the one that has Keanu Reeves telling me the story of a reclusive Latvian man who lives in harmony with the animals and the plants of the forest. Um, he harvested a tree in a way that, co- that would cause us little damage as possible to the fragile ecosystem around him and now he will hand carve a canoe from its trunk. The forest is not on fire. It is being taken care of by a Latvian man in a turtleneck and now maybe I can fall asleep. Uh so yeah you have Calm, you have HBL Max hopping on this bandwagon, uh, and then you have YouTube and guess what guys? They're all selling it back to us. They are selling you guys and me our peace back to us from the same thing that took it from us in the beginning fascinating right i think it is i don't know whatever let's take a quick break so another thing that i researched or that i found really interesting was from the art of manliness they did a story back in october in early october um part of their Sunday firesides, um, you know, topics and everything. And it said, your younger self is your greatest mentor. So when I heard that article or the, that, the, um, you know, headline, it, it, I didn't know how to feel about it. I wasn't sure how to understand how my younger self is my greatest mentor. You would think that the younger parts of you were the parts that you hated um, that you really didn't like. And for some people, the younger parts are the things that you want to forget. So I went in here, read it. It was a very quick read. I mean, this is literally like a three minute read to like a five minute read. And so they go in here and it was really, it was exactly on point on how I felt. They say, we typically think of a mentor as being older, and found at school, work, ch- church, etc., but they can, in fact, be younger and more intimately proximate uh, than you ever imagined. Um, it goes into giving this quote from uh, the poet William Wordsworth. Wordsworth, sorry, and he says, "So wide appears the vacancy between me and those days, which yet have such self-presence in my mind that sometimes, when I think of them, I seem two consciousnesses." Conscious of myself and of some other being. And I was like, mind blown. And so they go in, they explain it and they say, it may seem odd to think of your past and present selves as distinct individuals, but this lens is quite illuminating. Once you realize the former doesn't just, uh, the former don't just represent anyone, but rather an ever succeeding set of your life's greatest mentors. Um, your past selves are obviously not mentors in the impossible sense of knowing things your present self does not. Rather, the outsized influence of your younger selves comes in the habits they uh, they cultivated and handed off. And they talked about like the books that you used to read, the friendships that they formed, practices that they, they developed made you who you are today. And so I, I take all of that and I see how younger Isaac, high school Isaac, because I really don't. Middle school, Isaac was just weird (laughs) with, with, with frosted tips in his hair. Um, but like high school, Isaac, I could see that budding, um, that budding seed of like, Oh, like, I think this is like the type of music that I like. And I remember carrying around my cheap old MP3 player that, that I could afford that could probably only hold like an album's worth of music, um, and so I look back and it's like, man, that was one completely different person. And that person has every single capacity to be a mentor for me now. And like they go on to say that your 30 something self is going to be the mentor for your 40 something year old self. And I'm just like, oh man, like I'm 32, gonna be 33 in January. That 32, 33, or the 30s at least are going to be this mirror that my 40-year-old self is going to look at. And it's like, man, what was I doing in my 30s? Like, what, what establishments did I have? What faculties was I working on in my 30s? And how are they going to propel me into my 40s? And then the same thing. How are my 40s going to propel me into my 50s? And I, I think this is a really good... Exercise now for a lot of people because if you think about it, maybe not so much like the younger generation, um, or like the younger, you know, teeny boppers. But if you're like in your 20s, just remember that your 20s from 20 to 29, those are going to be the mirror that your 30 to 39 is going to look back on. And it's like, oh, you know, that friendship, those people, um, these set of circumstances are what. I'm going to use to learn do I do this the same exact way in my 30s or am I going to take those steps to use those as kindling to set ablaze a new path in my 30s so if you're going to use the the 20s as kindling to strike this fire in your 30s can you imagine what's going to happen if you do this the right way And you have this nice little campfire going in your 30s. Can you imagine the bonfire you're going to have by your 40s? And then can you imagine like the eternal blaze you'll have in your 50s and then so on and so forth? It's a fire, it's an all consuming fire of learning that is fueled by a keen awareness of where you came from. And I just think that that is absolutely 100% profound. Absolutely profound. We're going to take a break. So now let's talk about the one thing that probably ruined more relationships in 2020 than COVID-19 did. And that was this this presidential election. Now, I promise you, I promise you with every fiber of my being, guys, this is not a political Segment. Okay, I am not going to talk about Joe Biden. I am not going to talk about Donald Trump. I'm not going to talk about any of that. What I am going to be talking about is um, something that has gone on since the dawn of conversations of such topics, and that is how talking about certain things can absolutely and positively just completely wreck relationships and so obviously it is talking about politics um one of the things so i i I was reading this article from slate.com uh titled title 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 how to talk politics without wrecking relationships a family therapist has the tools for you and your loved ones to survive the next few weeks and so as anybody who watches news or even just you know it's really hard not to watch news because news is just permeated everything. It's everywhere. You know, you thought you were safe on social media. You're not. Um, One of the things that was blatantly clear in this article was just something that is probably so easy to understand, but it's the hardest thing that we just, we never do it. We, and then we always like, we just fall into the trap and that is literally don't take the bait. Just, don't do it. If you know where the the conversation is heading, avoid it at all costs. Because at that point, all bets are off and the arguments will ensue. And so in this article, it it talks about letting them know that you hear them and if they can possibly clarify the question. Because most of the time people are going to hit you and slam you with very, very specific questions that for the most part, at least in my experience of running myself into the ground and entertaining such conversations, most of the time these conversations are very, uh, the questions are very loaded. And it's almost kind of like, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And um, just don't take the bait. Listen, listen to what people are asking you and see, are they, does it sound like they want a conversation or does it sound more like they're just ready for an argument? And, and, and then from that point, you want to just go ahead and clarify, okay, so this is what you want to talk about. Correct. Because, and then in your mind, it's just like, because all I'm hearing is an argument or all I'm hearing is a very one-sided, uh, opinion where it's kind of like, you're kind of only bringing up this question to see if I'm going to agree with you or not. And if I agree with you, then that's putting my personal, uh, feelings aside And if I don't agree with you, it's going to just fan the flames of an argument. So just don't take the bait. Listen to the question. You want to acknowledge where they're coming from and thank them for their insight. Uh, And again, basically, this is kind of all just avoiding taking the bait of an argument that is wrapped up in this pretty wrapping called an innocent question with air quotes. Um, You have to understand that you're not going to change anyone who has actual long lasting beliefs in any topic, but you can diffuse the situation before it becomes a civil war at the dinner table. Um, I I think that is uh, monumental advice for anything. It doesn't have to be politics. Um, For those of you who don't know, like all them teeny boppers out there, uh, you know, growing up as a, excuse me growing up as a millennial with parents who came from generations of of, prop, of of proper manners and things like that there was always this um i it's not a quote but like there was always the saying at the dinner table where it's like there's three things that you never talk about at the dinner table never like these are just non-negotiables at a dinner table especially especially if it's a dinner table with family members um it's it's hard Uh, it's hard in and of itself just with like parents, but it's even harder when you have family of differing opinions. So the three things that you never talk about at the dinner table is one religion. You never talk about politics and you never talk about salary or you never talk about how much you make. Those are like the three things that are just completely uh, and utterly left out of the topic, because for the most part you will find something in those things uh, to argue about one and I think the blatant reason why those three topics are just so easy to to argue about is because religion, politics, and salary uh, all are tied very, very closely to the individual. So the closer that a topic is tied to the individual, and we're, we're talking sentiment here, um, the closer the sentiment, the more they're going to feel that it's that it's not necessarily a uh, a topic of conversation, but it's more of a topic of attack. Okay, like. Why are you bringing this up? You're attacking what I believe in, or you're attacking um, y- you. You're attacking how little I'm making compared to you, or or just like like this with with politics. You're attacking my beliefs. Uh, religion and politics are almost kind of hand in hand. You're you're attacking my beliefs. You're attacking my faith, and so um, it's always good to just go into this idea where if you do want to tread this water very very lightly and bring it up, just remember that. The topic is not to get someone to change. It's just the topic is to get someone to be able to hold a mature conversation with you. To um, I don't know, bring to light a person's ideals on a topic. You don't want to change them. You just want to know them and and understand where they're coming from. Um, there's a book, and I need to I need to buy it. It's a really really interesting book and this kind of goes along the lines of me being uh the bibliophile that i am i buy books and i i never get around to reading them but this book is called our deportment or the manners conduct and dress of the most refined society by uh, john h young it's like from like 1890 and this book is literally chock full of advice from back then on how people should conduct themselves in society so basically it's a book on manners and i tell you guys this book talks about everything from table manners to conduct in in um letter writing um how to travel properly uh, how to visit certain places at least that's the last place that i was at in the book was like how to visit things um, what, and then, uh, part of it is also conversation. I mean, and also this department, this, uh, our department book goes into like marriage, uh, engagement, relationships, uh, speak words, the words that you use, all this stuff. And so this part is an excerpt from the section, uh, talking about conversation. And so I, 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 felt that this fit very well with this idea. So the quote goes, or the section goes, Religion and politics are topics that should never be introduced into general conversation for they are subjects dangerous to harmony. Persons are most likely to differ and least likely to preserve their tempers on these topics. Long arguments in general company, however entertaining to the disputants, are very tiresome to the hearers. And I love, love how how they uh, worded this. Um... So kind of like how I said, these subjects are dangerous to harmony, okay, because people are always going to have differing opinions on faith, money, and uh, politics. But I like it even more how it words it, um, that even if a person is willing to give you their two cents on a topic, um, it's hard to, how they said, preserve tempers, because after a certain point of, after a certain line of questioning between two people on differing topics, eventually the, the conversation and the questions start to turn. Um, And whether it's intentional or it's unbeknownst, the conversation and the questions start to turn to more of an accusatory tone than to a very um, unbiased tone, Um, asking just questions and giving answers. And it's like, okay, I, I, you know, thank you for your answer it starts becoming this conversation of how could you possibly believe that you're so stupid blah 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 and that's kind of like what ends up going so i like how they said that uh when it comes to these three things uh it's harder it gets harder and harder through the conversation uh to preserve tempers and then i also like how it says long arguments in general company because obviously politics religion and and, um, and money the the these type of topics can just go on and on and on and become very long-winded um, in general company however entertaining to the disputants meaning um however entertaining it is for the person who brought it up it is absolutely 100 percent tiresome to the hearers because again the conversation is going to turn it's going to turn accusatory and it's going to turn uh personal and so even though the person who initiated this conversation enjoys the topics that are being brought up, the people around how they mentioned general company, the people around them are going to be burdened by what ends up transpiring during this conversation and line of questioning. Um, More often than not, of course, though, and you know, from personal experience and from experience in other social settings, um, it's very tiresome because eventually all you end up doing is hearing two people bicker all night about something. And, 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 and the conversations that I've been in are, I, I personally really, really try to avoid conversations when it comes to like faith, money and politics. I really do, especially politics. Oh my gosh. I can't begin to tell you how apolitical I am at this point in my life. Um, but the whole tiresome thing is even like in general, um i i went to college with uh, a friend of mine and i love this dude he was an absolute character he's such a good guy but man when it came to video games and board games oh my gosh he was the police of rules and it was like you know it was like maybe like 20 of us trying to just play a game a game that probably only last was supposed to last like 30 minutes at most okay we're talking maybe even monopoly um and I swear, as soon as one rule was broken, man, that 30 minute game turned into like three hours because then it was just a discord, uh, a discourse of rules 101 on the game. You know, this dude wanted to just give his thesis statement on the rules and how how if one rule is broken, all of them are broken. And yeah, after a while, it's just like, yeah, cool. Don't even want to play anymore. Like, it's not even worth it. So um, don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. You know, listen to the questions and and really be aware of where the question might lead. Like yeah, you can answer a couple questions here and there, but then after that it's just like, okay, I see exactly where you're leading this line of questioning and uh it's a place that I just don't want to go. Um it was good up until a point, but now you're putting me in a position where my defense of my personal beliefs is going to taint the entire conversation, and you're going to paint this a certain way. Um, and it, more often than not, you're going to paint it in a way of argument. You're going to paint it in a way of, um, you know, name calling, what have you. So, this season, guys, I know that we're already uh, well past it. Uh, we're already in the transition. Joe Biden won the presidency. Um, there's still a bunch of people, you know, crying about everything that transpired this past, uh, election and whatnot. And honestly, guys, this is not going to end at all. Come next election. It's going to be the same fight. It's going to be the same name calling. It's going to be the same, everything. This is just history. And this is just how it's supposed to be. Um, so my best advice to you, don't take the bait, don't take the bait, listen to the questions and keep the peace so yeah anyway guys i want to go ahead and wrap it up here it was an absolute joy and a pleasure to finally be on the air with you guys um if you like the show please consider sharing uh just spread the word hey negative possibilities is back out isaac's back out he's recording again and um hopefully the next show that we do we'll have an actual guest on the show you never know negative possibilities guys you never know what's going to happen guys stay uh uh stay safe have a good rest of your thanksgiving break and uh hopefully I'll uh be on the airwaves with you sooner than later but if not then definitely for the holidays and that will be fun it'll be an absolute treat anyway guys take care god bless it's been a pleasure catch you later you know me, oh, you know me, you